Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. It's been a while. We took a little time off, as did the NHL for COVID-19 and holiday purposes, but we are back uh, for Wednesday slate, which now features six games. A handful have already been postponed, but it does look like we will have a good night of hockey ahead of us. And with me, as always, to discuss that night of hockey is my friend and professional NHL better. You know him as so many sports and so many. As always, we like to start this show off with a bang, and our way of doing that is by giving out our favorite underdogs on the slate. So for Wednesday night, can you tell the people your favorite pooch? So this will come as no surprise, but my favorite underdog, we're going to go to Anaheim, and it's going to be the Vancouver Canucks. couple of things here. So the, the Ducks have added as uh, Trevor Zegers to the COVID protocol joining Comtois and Steele there while the Canucks should be getting all their protocol guys back. At this number, I do like the Canucks. Um, I will be on them on Wednesday morning. We were just mentioning off here that the Canucks actually uh, caught a break there with the time off because the Canucks got their guys healthy and now we have the Ducks getting their guys into the COVID protocol. So a break there for the Canucks. Um, The Ducks are a team who I think will be, I I have them outperforming my my expectations. So going forward, I do expect the Ducks to be trending downward and I just want to get ahead of that um, when I can. And it just happens to be against the Canucks, which just makes it uh, extra extra special here. (laughs) Yeah, I I like Vancouver too. Uh, At the number they're plus 115, I believe right now. Uh, I think plus money is good on Vancouver. Uh, six and oh under Bruce Boudreaux right now, just under a shade under 50% expected goals in his uh stint so far, which is an improvement over what they were doing under Travis Green. So, yeah, I'll be with you on the Canucks, but my favorite underdog is Nashville, the Predators. They're plus 135 traveling to Washington, taking on the Capitals, who are minus 155. Nashville's dealing with some COVID issues, most notably Roman Yossi will probably miss out. Matt Duchesne, uh, he's day-to-day, but the Capitals are as well. They won't have TJ Oshie, Daniel Sprong, Justin Schultz, among others. And the Predators, they've been much better than I think people expected this season. They entered the pause. They were probably one of the only teams that was hoping to keep pressing on even with uh, their COVID issues because they were in great form going into the break. Seven game unbeaten streak, seven game win streak and 58% expected goals, close to 59% actually. So this has been a pretty good team and, and the way they do it is through defense. They're fifth in expected goals allowed right now. Washington's seventh. So I think this game might turn into a little bit of a coin flip. And with that being the case, I would like to be holding the plus 135 on Nashville. Uh, so before we go on to the rest of the board, do you have anything on, on Nashville and Washington for the listeners? Yeah, so um I do like the I do like the under here. Um I'm I'm assuming that we get Soros against Samson off and you touched on it um with, with all the guys out for both teams. Um and um I think both teams do trend as as under teams right now. And with a total of six with Soros, I think that I'll be I'll be looking at the under there. All right. 
let's move on to the rest of the slate. We'll start in Buffalo. Uh, New Jersey's traveling as a minus 130 road favorite, taking on the Sabres, who are plus 110. The over-under here set at 5.5, 7 p.m. Puck drop. If it goes on, there are some rumblings that this game will be postponed. But for now, we will just do our best and try to break it down. The Devils come into this one on a six-game losing streak and have been trending down going into the break, but they have been dealing with a lot of injuries and COVID issues over the last few weeks. So that has something to do with their numbers going down. Uh, Overall, though, they've been hovering around the 50% mark in terms of five-on-five metrics like expected goals. And their offense does create a good amount of scoring chances. And they're taking on a Sabres defense that ranks 29th overall in expected goals allowed. So the Devils, who are top 10 in expected goals for, I think that this is a good matchup for them. And I don't really mind laying the juice with New Jersey, especially because Buffalo is going through a pretty big lineup issue. They will have Alex Tuck making his debut. He's He came over in the Jack Eichel trade along with Peyton Krebs, who is one of their top prospects, who also came over in the Eichel trade, and J.J. Paterka, another promising prospect. So an exciting night if they do play for Sabres fans to see those three guys in the lineup for the first time. But I do like New Jersey here. Minus 130, I think, is fine, even on the road, as long as Mackenzie Blackwood starts. What do you have for Devils Sabres? A barn burner, if there ever was one. Yeah, so the this one is a it's a little bit tough. It's a little tricky one here for me. I do understand um, the devil's side um, because they have been an unlucky team for me this season. So I do expect some results uh, going forward from them. But at this point, what gives me pause here is that I just can't trust any of their goaltenders right now. And, um, and I also need to see some life from a from a defensive standpoint so with that in mind while i do understand the devil's side um i will be i I will be passing on this game and we'll go to florida for the next one new york rangers plus 135 traveling to sunrise to take on the panthers who are minus 155 on the money line over under here is set set at six at the moment this is a 7 p.m puck drop uh both teams are in decent shape considering what's going on with the rest of the league in terms of their lineup. Jonathan Uberdo is in COVID protocol for the Panthers. Obviously big miss Ryan Lindgren, who has uh, been playing with Anna Fox for most of the past few seasons. He's in uh, protocol for the Rangers along with some depth forwards and their backup goalie. So compared to everybody else, these two teams are fine. The Rangers, they, we talked about this on our last show before the pause that the Rangers are a team. We both think are a bet against team. They're 22nd in expected goals percentage and 18th in five on five goal differential. Uh, but they are getting results through good goaltending, great individual play and uh, strong special teams. And it's just not, this number is just not high enough for me to take on the Panthers, even though the cats went into the break on a downward trend, three game losing streak and four, five and one and their last 10. And, you know, it's tough to lay this kind of number coming out of a break where we're expecting even more volatility uh, than normal in the NHL. So right now the number looks about right to me. Uh, do you have anything for Rangers and cats? I think the I think the number looks looks right. Um, as the Panthers get back to full strength here, I, I do expect them to get back on track and string together a few wins. Um, like you mentioned, we did touch on the on the Rangers before the break here. Shesterkin should be back tomorrow in net. Um, and the Rangers' COVID issues, uh, the ones that they have, are impacting their their defense right now. Overall, I think it's a it, it's it's a fair line. If we get a surprise on goaltending, it, it may change things. But for now, I'll be passing on this game as well. We already touched on Preds and Capitals. Islanders, Red Wings canceled. So that brings us to Edmonton, plus 110, traveling to St. Louis, uh, who are minus 130, favorites on the money line. The over-under here is 6. 8.30 p.m. puck drop. Uh, you and I are on the same side here, so I'll flip it to you to set it up. 
So the Blues are another team that um, that have been playing above my expectations all season. Um, it does get a little bit tricky uh, with uh, Perron, Thomas, and Cairo set to return on, on Wednesday. But the Oilers are getting healthy as well. Um, Mike Smith has declared himself ready to go, and he's got a couple of practices under his belt now. So I wouldn't be surprised if he does get the start. Um, Hyman is returning as well, and they also have players coming out of the COVID protocol. Um, the Oilers are a team that I do expect to string some wins together here moving forward um so i will be betting on the oilers against the blues on wednesday i like edmonton as well the uh, st louis offense is due for some negative regression the oilers offense on flip it around is due for a little bit of positive regression uh both defenses do struggle to prevent scoring chances both in the bottom eight in terms of expected goals allowed uh and yeah we saw the oilers really dip they had a lengthy losing streak but this offense should have some success against a struggling blues defense this season so i like edmonton here at plus money as well but like you said there are some some lineup things to just keep an eye on here. As with every game, half of uh, more than half at this point of the handicapping is just trying to figure out who's in and out for teams. That brings us to Philadelphia traveling to Seattle. The Flyers plus 115 on the money line. The Kraken minus 135. The over-under set at six is a late puck drop on the East Coast, 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the Seattle underlying metrics it looked like this team was going to be a team to bet on over the second half of the season but they've started to trend down in terms of their basically their whole big picture right it's not just bad goaltending sinking them anymore it seems like they are hitting a little bit of a rut and that makes me a little nervous but both of these teams have a lot of injury issues. The Seattle back line is pretty much decimated the Flyers are missing uh, Sean Couturier and Carter Hart and goals so I'm going to stay away from this one because I just can't really figure out an edge with these lineups. Although I would say for some reason, this Kraken line came down to maybe like minus 115. I can't see that happening. Minus 120, perhaps depending on uh, how the lineups shake out, but uh, no thanks. And the Flyers just, they've won a few games. They've been better under Mike Yo, but their underlying metrics still not that great. 46 and a half percent expected goal rate in seven games under their new head coach. So I'm passing on this one. How about you? We have a couple of teams here that that haven't performed up to my expectations. Uh, we did speak last week about how the Flyers, I believe, are better than what their record indicates, especially defensively. Um, but now they run into COVID issues and looks like Martin Jones will be starting in net tomorrow, which makes it tough for me to back them or look at their unders. Um, with Seattle, we've... We've lamented on Seattle extensively here um, and uh, losing Tana for the season. is It's going to prove to be a big loss for them in an already disastrous season. Um, I might show value on the Flyers if Grubauer is starting, but for now it's a, it, it's a pass. And this is another game where there's not much to move on until uh, we get some more clarity on, um, on both lineups here because the Flyers do have, do have some COVID issues right now. That brings us to Vancouver and Anaheim. We've touched on it. We both like uh, the Canucks here. And I, and I do want to expand a little bit on Anaheim because this team has been good. They've been posting solid numbers to go along with their results. I think what they've done, their record to this point is legitimate. Like they've done it through good process, their metric support that they should be better than what we expected coming into the season. However, like you said, like I just think that the lack of talent and depth will just catch up to this team over an 82-game season. Uh, so I think that's you know what you were inkling at, because I do think we should tip our cap to them through the first 30, 30 so, or so games of the season. Like I, I don't want to take anything away from the duck start. It's just you know reality will set in at some point, I think, is what we're trying to say uh, for this lineup. 
Does that sound about right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, like they they played well. They they deserve to be here. It's not as if that they're getting lucky. Um, I just don't think that um, as we move forward, um, they should be laying this number to a team like the Canucks right now at this point of the season. Well said. And all right, uh, we will now move on to the final portion of the program. We like to call it Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Wednesday, December 29th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. I'm actually going to do two here just because I am pretty afraid that the first one I give out is going to be chalked off the calendar. That's the Devils at minus 130 against the Sabres. New Jersey's offensive numbers are still pretty good, but as we've talked about, Their defense has been lacking. I just don't think the Sabres have the type of offense that will be able to take advantage of that flaw. And on the other side, the Devils do create scoring chances at a pretty consistent rate, while the Sabres are 29th and expected goals allowed. So I think it's a pretty good matchup, a good get-right spot for New Jersey. We're on a six-game losing streak going into the pause, so I like minus 130 or better. And if that one does get crossed off, I also like the Predators, the underdog I gave out earlier. They're plus 135 traveling to Washington. Nashville is a very solid defensive team to this point in the season. The Capitals been playing towards a, to, to a low event style. So I think this game could be a little bit of a rock fight. And if the Predators do what they do best, which is turning games into coin flips, I'd love to be holding the plus 135 on Nashville, even on the road. So New Jersey and Nashville, hopefully uh, they both go off without a hitch. Those are my two or one best bet for Wednesday night. Uh, what about you? So my for my best bet, um, we will be on the uh, on the Oilers. It, it's a very similar setup to to the Vancouver Anaheim game in the sense that both the Ducks and the Blues are a couple of teams where I don't um, I'm expecting them to trend downwards moving forward. While the Oilers, I expect to string together a couple of wins here. So at this point of the season, where I have both of these teams trending, um, I think that there's value on Edmonton as a dog in St. Louis. All right. And that will do it for another episode of Line Change. As you could have surmised, we pushed the first episode of this week to Wednesday because the Tuesday slate uh, was much lighter. But we will be back on Thursday morning to preview that slate. Hopefully, uh, we don't see many more cancellations or postponements before then. So for so many sports, I'm Michael Leboff. Good luck with your bets on Wednesday night, and we will see you Thursday morning.